Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 415. My name is Raina Starr. With me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Star Bustamante. The 415 is brought to you courtesy of Desperate House Witches and The Wild Hunt. And since we are at a new year, I would like to say, please consider supporting The Wild Hunt. Wild Hunt gives us all of the news from a pagan perspective. We need it. It's real journalism and we cannot afford to lose any more real journalism as we have already lost a ton. So therefore, please, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can belong to the Wild Hunt on a monthly basis. Please give it all of your support. Check out wildhunt.org. Well, Star, it's an anniversary today. Oh, wait. Before we do that, I forgot to give my disclaimer. So, the opinions expressed during this show are those of myself and my co-host and are not a reflection on The Wild Hunt or any of its subsidiaries. Please note that this conversation is going to include insurrection, riot, death, COVID, children, schools, people, the whole nine yards. You have been duly warned. Check it out. Okay, so... Okay, well, um, real quick, real quick, I just want to say that um, for anyone who's not familiar, the Wild Hunt is free for anyone. You don't have to be a you don't have to be a subscriber to to check out our coverage. Um, anyone anyone can log on to the Wild Hunt and read the news every day. It's every free. day, it is free, but it helps if you support it to keep it going. Absolutely. So thank you, sir. All right, so it is a very significant anniversary in our country. It is January 6th. Unless you've been living under a rock, and I suppose you haven't been, it is a year ago today that there was a riot on the Capitol building. Very frightening. Lots of injuries. Uh, The prosecutions have started of the guilty parties. But, you know, (laughs) I don't know. It seems like the people who called Trump out from his own party last time really got quiet very fast. Now, all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, it's been since a couple of days after uh, what happened that they all, you know, fell in line and are still supporting him. I, I just don't understand this. So my feeling is, it's a country divided, and it's divided in ways that I don't know if we can recover from. There's been a lot of reporting on this. The vice president and the president of the United States spoke this morning about it. Um, I know that Merrick Garland gave a speech about it yesterday um, that I did not get to listen to. Star, what, what, do you, what have you got? Okay, so... Um... 
Well, first of all, I just want to say that I, I, I personally believe that we can come back from um, from the dark place that our country is in and has been. Um, the election, Biden winning the election in 2020 is absolute proof of that. And uh, it, it's looking more and more like they're going to eliminate the filibuster. And once that happens, then some of the things they've been trying to get passed will, will in fact get passed, like the, the voting rights um, law. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was really interesting to listen to, uh, er, to Merrick Garland. I didn't get to, to catch it live, but I did go, um, onto C-SPAN, which for anybody who's interested, <coughs> excuse me, um, you can always go to C-SPAN for uh, speeches like that. All of it is cataloged and, and, and there, and you can watch it at your leisure. But what Garland said, uh, in essence, was, um, first of all, he was he was very, very direct, but also kind of, in, in some ways, uh, it was subtle, but I mean, one of the one of the things my big takeaway from 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 what he said was that he vowed um, to hold, and I quote, all January sixth perpetrators at any level accountable under law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. And he went into a lot of detail in in his in his comments. Uh, I mean, he just kind of went line by line and said, you know, um, basically these are the facts. Um, you know, he cited all of the people that that were that were hurt that day, all of the police officers that were hurt. Um, you know, I'm not, I can't remember if he mentioned. Um, the insurrectionists that were hurt or killed, you know, uh, there were four that that died. Um, Ashley ba- Babbitt being the, you know, the woman who died for no reason, trying to bust into where Congress was. Um, you know, they yeah. shot and killed her, uh, as and which as they should have, in my opinion. Um, you just don't go busting into the into the Capitol building with in, the intent to harm people and expect to walk away from it unscathed. Uh, you know, so far, uh, over 700 people have been charged uh, with, you know, various crimes. There's probably only about maybe um, 30 or 40 that have that are going to face really serious charges of conspiracy. But listening to uh, Garland speak, I really think, I mean, he is saying, we're coming for you. And that they're not going to rest until they have everybody who was involved, regardless of whether they were present that day or whether they fanned the flames or financed it or whatever, that they're, that they're, they're coming for him. And my personal opinion is that he is holding his cards very close to his vest. And that what we will see is when they, is when they decide to move on this, they're going to move as yeah. as one, and you'll see dozens of people get scooped up in, I mean, like in one large action 
that is spread across the country if that's how it works out. But I, I, I believe after hearing his speech, I really believe that we are going to see uh, some elected officials, but you know, both currently serving and former uh, yeah. elected officials be charged with treason and conspiracy to commit treason. I, I, I really do. And I, and I don't, yeah, but my feeling, but my feeling is, and I mean, we're on the opposite, opposite ends of the spectrum on this, I guess, because my feeling is, although we may come back with these convictions from a political standpoint or just a justice and treason standpoint, my feeling is that the, the mood of the country and its people, uh, that's not going to fix the divide. And I think the divide is here to stay. And that gives me grave concern. Grave concern. Well, I will remind you of some history. Um, okay. There were no shortage of Nazi sympathizers in this country going into, into World War II. Uh, and mm-hmm. many of them were quite vocal. And a lot of those voices never really went away. They, they were quieted down and relegated to the back burner, but they, they right. still existed. Uh, and when it comes to, yeah. you know, anti-Semitic speech, when it comes to, uh, you know, segregationists and, uh, you know, racial bias, none of these things have gone away. That has all still been present. What the one gift if we want to call it that, from the past administration is that all of this has been brought out into the light. Just like people who won't fucking wear their masks in public, okay, these people are not your friends, okay? Nazi sympathizers and people who will not wear masks are not your friends. I don't care what their reason is. You know, if I go to – if I have somebody over to my house, and I'm a smoker, okay, I own that proudly – I don't light up without even asking them if they're, you know, are you okay with this? And I sure as hell would not be in someone else's space without putting on a mask. Whether I thought it was effective or not, I'm going to wear my goddamn mask. And that just, it's just, it's very similar as far as I'm concerned. If you respect someone else's life, then you do what you need to in order to honor that respect. And people that sympathize with Nazis who put forth authoritarian um, talking points and support that kind of bullshit, they are not our friends. <laughs> we, we need to stop being nice to them. We need to stop giving them platforms. And, yeah. uh, you know, media outlets, and I put that in quotation marks, yeah. that – that act like it, that proliferate the propaganda of the far right and yeah. the Trump followers like Fox News, you know, uh, One American News Network, um, Newsmax. Okay, these are faux media outlets. They are regurgitating right. the points that. They are nothing more than a propaganda machine for Trump and the people that support him and the people who are actively working to undermine the democracy in this country. 
and every minute that mainstream news shows have people on like, you know, like Josh Hawley and Madison Cawthorn and even, you know, the Chris Christie's of, 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 of the world, they are playing into that. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. God help us. Uh, you know, when Dick Cheney and his daughter are the most upstanding Republicans that you can find, we have a fucking problem, okay? Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney were were the only Republicans on the floor of the House today. The only Republicans, okay? We have a huge problem. But I think, you know, you start arresting some of these people and putting them in jail and putting them on trial for treason, I think that, yep. you know, some of these folks are going to wake up. Not all of them. But I do think that ju- the the Republican far right is very loud. Yeah. And much louder than their numbers would belie. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, there is uh, – there is a still a level of distortion to the news that even yeah. among main <clears throat> excuse me even among mainstream outlets yeah. and you know those of us who work mm-hmm. in media um, yeah. have to be willing to you know to call it out uh, you know it's not within the purview of so much of the wild hunt since we're primarily pagan news focused, although I would not, in in the drop of a hat, any pagans that were giving lip service to some of that bullshit, I would be absolutely calling them out. But, you know, but I can do it on my own, on my personal Twitter, and I can do it in, in other ways. But, I mean, we have got to, we've got to speak up and uh, Mm -hmm. call it out. Because the only way that that's going to change is if enough people stand up and say, hey, you fuckheads, quit this shit, you know? Why are you giving these people a goddamn platform when all they do is spout lies? You know, you don't need to have them on your show. You can have, you know, a 30-second soundbite or a 15-second soundbite of their bullshit. That's all you need to show the fact that they're goddamn liars, you know? So quit giving them airtime. There is... There is no other siderism to this. Um, well, I, you know, and I had told you this earlier, and I wanted to relay this to the audience. You know, you you think that you are in a public space, and you think that there are certain protocols, and you think that certain people uh, who are out in public will observe those protocols for the safety even if they don't believe in it, for the, for the comfort of your fellow person and being in someone else's space, which you very eloquently stated before, even something you would do in your own home if it might hurt the, the health of another person or another person may have concerns about it, you would even refrain from smoking in your own home. I mean, you stated that very well earlier. Had someone come in to see me yesterday who had a mask on inappropriately. In essence, it covered his mouth but not his nose. 
and um, I'm fully vaxxed and boosted, as most of my friends and family are. And this gentleman was there to see me for business and proceeded to tell me that um, I didn't have to worry about him and he wasn't concerned about me. Come to find out after being in close quarters with this gentleman, that the reason I, he didn't feel I had to worry was because he's already had COVID and his doctor <laughs> said he was fine, um, which I found very interesting. Um, when I stated that I had been fully vaxxed and boosted, he laughed at me, openly laughed at me. It was very interesting. Now, I am not going to say uh, that this man was of any particular political stripe. However, he called me three hours later to let me know that his wallet had been stolen off the seat of his truck along with his gun. So I'm just going to leave that out there <laughs> and let you all decide what you think that might have been about. Um, but not even to have the respect for your fellow individual in a public setting, I think, is a new low in, in common decency and courtesy. So, you know, I, I would love to have a brighter, more optimistic opinion about things going in the right direction. I remember pinning my hopes on the Mueller report, um, and, you know, that in retrospect was not fair and not necessarily appropriate, but I had hope. So I'm kind of playing. I'm kind of reserving my happiness until I see actual steps in action of people being sent to jail, as opposed to people being subpoenaed and deciding that they're going to ignore the subpoenas, um, which I'm finding a very strange uh, thing happening in our country right now. That people are just electing to not show up after being subpoenaed. I'm, I'm beside myself. I mean, I need you to balance me out, absolutely. Um, and I hate feeling this way. I find it very distressful. Well, so, so, well but, I, but I also think that, you know, if I was building a case, I mean, every person that doesn't show up that's subpoenaed, it just goes that much further to... Uh, making a case against them, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, you you can't just you 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 can't just ignore a subpoena. I mean, how do you do that? It doesn't even occur to me that that is something that a person, any person, me, you, a president, a senator, doesn't matter. A subpoena is a subpoena. You have to appear. That's the law. I thought. It's, it, it, I'm so befuddled by it. Well, I, I think they don't think that they have to, that they, they think that they can just flout the law and not show up. And until the Department of Justice brings some consequences in this, uh, they're yeah. going to continue to do so. But I do think that it, it also plays heavily against them. Uh, you know, there's no real reason to not, you know, their statements, some of these um, elected official statements that the committee, the select committee 
is, uh, you know, doesn't have the author authorization, that is corrupt, that, you know, all of that is utter nonsense. And I think one of the things that really hampered Mueller is that, you know, Trump had control of pretty much everything. And yeah. that was largely, you know, when you have, there have been calls for uh, bringing in a special counsel on this. Um, but one of the reasons that I don't think they should do that is because it severely limits the scope of the investigation. So I don't think that, yeah. I don't think that Garland is going to do that unless he absolutely has to. Now they may do that with some, depending on who they end up charging. But yeah. you know, uh, I I really feel like that you know as as much as much as we would like to see really swift action happen these types of investigations especially one that covers as much territory as as this one is does um i think that it's going to take a while it's going to take a minute and we're seeing quicker results than we've ever seen of any investigation. I mean, how long did Watergate take? Oh, my God. Watergate, that took years, actually. Um, wasn't that like right. three years? It was, it was yeah. a while. Watergate, it, was three or oh. four, it was three or four years by the time it was all said yeah. and done. And I think that this has the potential to drag on like that, too. But I also think that, um, you know, it's really – the, Dan Rather made made a point in in his column yesterday um, about Watergate and that using that as a term as shorthand has yeah. kind of sanitized the full scope of what really happened in the Watergate scandal and. Um, you know, he made some interesting comparisons in his in his article that he wrote. But he makes a big point that, you know, that this was an armed assault with the intent of of overturning the will of the American people in a presidential election. I mean, that's that's a direct quote from his column. And he says this is yeah. the face of authoritarianism. And he's at, I mean, and I agree with him. Um so I think as much as we want stuff to happen really, really, really quickly, and we want to see uh, people that are awful be put in prison, play by the rules. But that doesn't mean that we have to be quiet about it, um, nor does it mean that we take on the same tactics that, that the Republicans have used. Um, but I do think that I would like to see Democrats be a little bit louder and a little bit more consistent in their messaging. Yep. But I also, um, you know, like I said, I think this is going to be going to be a, a huge investigation that is liable to go on for years. But I think that you're going to see some some pretty high profile people end up being charged with treason or conspiracy. 
you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see if I'm, I'm correct or not. But I, I have a feeling. My feeling is that by, by the time we get to March and April, that you'll see the DOG, DOJ uh, start bringing some, some charges, and I think that they're going to sweep all of these people up in one, at, at the same time. We'll see if I'm right. I hope so. Because it's it's so frustrating to see these remnants of of these Trump acolytes, and you know, <laughs> I I I guess I'm still getting over what happened. I know it's been a year, um, and oh well, almost a year. Um, next week or a week and a half from now, actually, it'll be a year. Uh, since the official swearing in of the current president, but I think the tr- I think the four years prior was so traumatic that it's you're almost afraid to like let your guard down for five minutes. I'm still at that place, and every time I I hear his name or his kids' names or his supporters' names, I just know it's going to be something insane and crazy. And it's, it's kind of frightening. So I, I guess I'm still shocky. I want a reason to be optimistic, and I think you've accomplished that somewhat. But I am, like, cautiously optimistic when it comes to any of this um, because there were so many times I thought justice was at, at the doorstep, literally. <laughs> And it just wasn't. So, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels this way. So it's no. good that you are talking me down. <laughs> or at least backing me away from the ledge a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think a lot of people do feel that way. And, um, you know, but if we're going to be a country founded on laws, we have to operate within the laws that, that we've set. And if those laws are inadequate... Sure. Then we have to pass new. Then we have to create and pass. We have to write and pass new new laws uh, in order to accomplish yeah. that. Uh, you know, and I think that that's what we're looking at. I mean, I think the filibuster is probably going to be gone within by the end of the month. And I think that they're really? they're going to. Wow. Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, if you if you look at what people have been saying as far as and by people, I don't mean just vague, some vague you know unknown personage. Chuck Schumer has has said that you know that they are moving forward this, with this. Amy Klobuchar was who was on uh, Stephen Colbert last night, um, pretty much said the same thing. So I think the I think the filibuster is is going to be gone, and I think that the next thing that they're going to pass in regards to all of this will be the. Um, Freedom to vote, or whatever the heck they're calling it these days, I I, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. keep track. Um, I know, but, but it's basically the voting, John Lewis Voting Rights Act. That was the basis right. of it uh, before all yeah. of its incarnations, um, which is wonderful, and I'm very hopeful in that regard. Um, so maybe we can undo some of the mess that has been created. Um, which is which is good, which should give me more reason to have hope, and I am trying. <laughs> but there are moments, man, 
I'm just like, oh, no, I'm having flashbacks to 2017. No. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know anybody who is not. So on top of everything else that has happened, I think we have to remember this is we are still in a pandemic. And if you thought that we were out of a pandemic, then the accumulation of the numbers released uh, on Tuesday, which was, you know, what, uh, for the preceding, you know, I mean, basically a million cases. We are averaging over a half a million cases of new infections daily, daily. So this thing is not over. Um, You know, I am just so tired of people and their masks nonsense um yeah you know it, it's it is it is beyond belief that you still have people who either don't believe that covid is a thing um you know one of my friends let me know that somebody we had in common died just recently uh, they were an anti-vaxxer. They refused to wear a mask. Their spouse, in order to keep their job, had to get vaccinated. Um, and the person who did not get vaccinated, guess what happened to them? They're dead. Yeah. Senseless. Yeah. It's very sad. You know, yeah. way, to, way to own the libs. I mean, you know, I mean, what the hell is that? So I'm, we are seeing, you know, I don't even know what wave this is because I have lost track. Um, yeah. And, and more people are going to die because they're stubborn and they believe a bunch of bullshit. I mean, that that is the reality of the world that we are living in right now. And it's terrifying mm-hmm. that you have people who would choose to do something that science is telling them, hey, this will kill you. And yet yeah. they continue to to refuse to comply with any basic uh, safety measures. And then yeah. we'll tell you, well, I'll wear a mask if it makes you feel better, um, which makes me want to punch people in the head. Um, you know, I live in an area where masks are required it is a mandate which means that if you're not following that mandate you're violating the law um but in any case i mean we're just going to continue to see people dying from an easily preventable disease uh it should not be brain surgery but it is apparently um it's crazy you know, because people are leaving their jobs. People have decided, because I've experienced this personally now over the last couple of weeks, as the deadline and for, you know, whether or not it's going to be made uh, mandated for employers who have over 100 people under them uh, or in their employ, I should say, there were there were mandates and discussions of mandates for just sheer numbers of people 
and I have no I have seen firsthand that some people have elected to leave jobs that they had been in for years. I mean, you're talking about ten years, fifteen years, twenty five years. People have so politicized the science, which these are apples and hand grenades. One should have nothing to do with the other. This is about life and death, which is the only concern any of us should have, whether or not to be vaccinated. People have absolutely decided to walk away from their jobs and careers rather than get vaccinated. You know, and I keep going back to the whole when I was a kid, we weren't allowed in school without being vaccinated against certain things that were easily spread, like rubella and, you know, smallpox. And, you know, a, there's a variety of, of medications that you have, that in my day you had to have, and there's even more now. I mean, when my kids were little, granted, this is 30 years ago, there were a, a host of shots and booster shots they had to have and for some reason we all accept that as being the norm all of us no matter what political side you're on we all know that that's normal so why all of the sudden we are seeing people die people i know have had at least two to three people they know die i've been luckier i admit that but everybody i know who has gotten covid um personally, have not been that sick because they were vaccinated. And, and let me just remind folks, if you hear someone has COVID, do not immediately jump to, well, they're anti-vax. There are breakthrough cases happening all the time. People who have had both shots, people who have had the two jabs and the booster, depending on your immune system, and the people that might be coming into contact with you, you can still get this disease. Now, the difference is you probably won't die, which I'm sorry, bonus. If I have the booster on top of everything else and someone, I can track COVID, it is more likely that I will look at it as a cold as opposed to needing emergency care or hospital care even with having a compromised immune system and I'm 60, both of which are also contributing factors. But because I do believe in science, I won't die. But that doesn't mean I won't get COVID. So please, when you hear someone has it or has contracted it, before you make a judgment call, please make sure you have all the facts. Or if it's someone you don't know and don't really care about, mind you, please we'll actually move on, which you're also welcome to do. But you know what I'm saying? Folks are making assumptions without knowing completely was this person vaccinated or not. I know it's a big public concern, but there are HIPAA laws. There are certain things that cannot be discussed or should not be discussed in your place of business or anywhere you don't want your personal information to get out. And you certainly don't want to be doing that to someone else too. So I, I just want to make sure folks understand that you're not immune just because you've been vaccinated and boosted. You still have to wear a mask. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, and we're going to see a lot more breakthrough cases. Um, I know of at least a dozen cases personally of people that were fully vaccinated, had a booster, and still ended up in getting it. I mean, 
Um, just to give you an idea of what what the numbers are looking like for today. Um, okay, so, and I want to preface this by saying that in no way, shape, or form can everybody who wants to get tested get tested, okay? Right. In North in North Carolina today, just today, these are today's numbers, okay? 30.1% have tested, of everybody tested, have tested positive. Today's new case number, I hope you're sitting down, is 24,292 cases, okay? And we have Mm -hmm. over 3,200, almost 3,300 people that are currently hospitalized. And that's with 70% 70 of the population fully vaccinated, okay? Um, That is up from 24.7% just last week. Just last week. Oh, so that is a huge been, jump. Twenty four point seven to thirty point one or the thirty point whatever the numbers you just gave me. That's a massive jump. I don't think people realize what a jump in numbers that is. We are now at a surge level that we have not seen wow since when? Like a year ago? That's just uh, crazy. I don't quote me on the year ago, but it's a lot. No, we're, we are seeing uh, the number of cases has exceeded anything at any point in oh, the pandemic. Wow. wow. Yeah, wow. the new cases. Now, the, the difference is that we're not seeing uh, the number of, of deaths that we were seeing. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, that a, you know, a good percentage of these people that are, that are testing positive are vaccinated and they've been boosted. But... Still, yeah. here is a stark number for you. According to Worldometer, yesterday, over 1,800 people died from COVID, okay? Um, you know, we are getting close to seeing numbers again that are greater than the number of people that died on 9-11 when those planes hit the tower, okay? I want you, you know, I mean, it's hard to put that into perspective, um, you know, right yeah. now, uh, right now, so the, uh, I don't have, I'm looking to see if I can get numbers for today. Um, not all, not all the states are reporting in, but already, um, you know, there's over 59 million active, uh, cases in the, just in the U.S. Um, and just under 400,000 cases have been reported, but we're missing numbers from uh, states where the virus has been running rampant, like Florida, uh, New York has not weighed in yet, uh, no numbers from Georgia, Michigan, um, you know, and some of, some of the other states that, that we know that COVID has, uh, you know, that we're seeing surges. But... Uh, you know, California reported over 55,000 cases yesterday. And these are new cases. I mean, this is not, you know, right right now California has 
5.6 million active cases. Texas has 4.8 million cases. Um, Florida, you know, I mean, let's look at North Carolina. North Carolina has 1.7 million cases. These are the highest numbers we've seen pretty much throughout the pandemic. You know, I mean, in a state like North Carolina, where the population is just about 10.4 million, and 1.7 of those are infected, and not everybody can get tested. So if our positivity rate is, you know, 30%, then that means that probably better than half of the population is infected. So let me put that into numbers everybody can grasp, okay? That's like if 30% is infected, that means if you met 10 people, three of them are very likely positive. Those numbers are higher. So let's say that let's just say the fifty percent conservatively. That means every other fucking person that you're coming in contact has the potential of being infected. Um, this is going to get a lot worse. Uh, one of the things that uh, I feel like has not really been getting reported on nearly enough. Uh, right now we're at you know roughly about 850,000 dead people, okay? Eight, you know, we, are, we will see, we will likely see within the next, you know, couple of months until this tapers off, <clears throat> we may hit a million dead. That is a huge amount. And the majority of those people yeah. ha- have happened since we've had access to vaccines, uh, roughly about half of them. So yeah. the, the impacts of this are huge. You know, the impact, you know, you still have people that are screaming for, you know, that they don't have enough workers. Uh, there's working shortages. Yeah. When you've lost, yeah. <clears throat> let's say at least half of those people were probably retired and older, okay? That's still at least 400,000 people. That's a lot of people. Another number yeah. that is, is not, has not really been uh, talked about much at all is the number of children who have been either orphaned by COVID or, you know, uh, the, the most recent numbers I could find, just looking at this briefly this morning, uh, back in the beginning of October, the government said roughly 140,000 children either had lost a primary or secondary uh, caregiver. That means that either they have lost their guardian, their parent, or their grandparent. And some kids have lost both. Now, if you don't think that that's going to have an impact um, across the board, I mean, just just think about how many people that really is. Um, You know, most people have a hard time conceptualizing, well, how much is 140,000? You know, so go to a map and look up. You know, what cities have, have uh, you know, population of 140,000? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's within, a good within idea. The, within the U.S. Okay. So here, right. I'll give you an idea. Um, let's see. So. Yeah, now I'm curious. Yeah. 
So, okay. Just just to give you an idea, um, Huntsville, Alabama, 166,000 people. So imagine the whole the whole city, you know, just imagine that Huntsville was wiped out. A whole fucking city. It's a city. These are city sizes. Um, yeah. I'm like looking up my old city of Lincolnton, for example, and the the the, the town of Lincolnton has a population of ten thousand eight hundred and thirty-two. So you're talking about that's just one town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With businesses yeah. and all, I mean, people and 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 you know, life and and buildings and jobs. You're talking about that easily wiping out the entire city. The three adjoining cities to Lincolnton would all be wiped out, and you would still not be you would still not come up to the number. Okay, so you're talking about the western region, not northwest, but west of where we are in Charlotte, um, of of that those cities between you and where you and where I am. Uh, you could basically wipe all of that out to get that number. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah. That's frightening. And well, still have numbers to still make up that, that loss of life. That's huge. That is huge. Think, you know, if you're in a big city, find the nearest small town and, and check out how many people, what your population is, and now think about that entire thing disappearing, so all the people. All of them. Yep. It's it's daunting. Right. It's daunting. It's well, I think I think that's the only way that you can really put into perspective when you start getting into numbers as as you know, I mean, eight hundred and fifty thousand people. Okay, so um, you know, that is that's major cities, right? Um, yeah. It's the only way to to really. Here, let me give you let me give you this number, okay? Atlanta has, as of 2019, Atlanta had 488,800 people in the city of Atlanta. So Atlanta, you are talking about goodbye, Atlanta. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte, the city of Charlotte, where I live. 857,425 people. Now talk about eliminating all of us. There you go. Yep. Yep. Frightening. Frightening. Yeah. Well, I I mean, we're talking about numbers that are just incredibly large, and I think for a lot of people, they can't wrap their heads around them. So, you know, um, and then, so in addition to now that we have all these children who are, you know, who are, orphaned or partially orphaned, um, yeah. you know, we also, this is taking a huge toll on the hospitals and on health care. And, you know, yeah, once and, again. And you, you can, yeah, and you can say, well, okay, well, but, you know, I'm not going to get COVID, so I don't have to go to the hospital. But, uh, and we have talked, you and I have talked about this before. We both know people who had um, cardiac events that ended up dying yes. because they could they could yes. not get into a hospital to be seen. Um, you know, right. and 
it's it's bad. I I think that people don't they don't grasp how bad it really it really truly is. Um, you know, mm. people are burning out. They are they are leaving healthcare at a rate that we've not seen, and they, they don't grow. On, people don't grow on trees. They don't grow on trees. You know, you can't buy a seed and water it and get a doctor. You know, two weeks later, uh, or even six months later, yeah. or even a year later. You yeah. know, doctors take take years and years to to properly train, as do uh, you know any medical uh, professional, whether they're doctors, yeah. nurses surgeons, x-ray technicians, you know, just the fucking person who does intake at the desk, you know. Those people can't yep. even be trained yep. in, in in less than six months, um, you know, because yep. they have to have an understanding of what they're they're dealing with. So, I mean, if, if we do not get a handle on this, our whole fucking medical system is going to collapse in on itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's very true. And it's very sad because, honestly, even though there are breakthrough cases and people who are vaccinated and boosted are getting breakthroughs, uh, breakthrough cases, it still doesn't have to be a death sentence if you took appropriate precautions. And the fact of the matter is there are still so many people who have dug in their heels who, as I mentioned earlier, would sooner quit their careers, quit their jobs, the number of healthcare professionals who have left the field is staggering. I know some of them, um, people who are just leaving their jobs because they don't want to get vaccinated because their bosses are telling them they need to. I'm very curious to know where these people are going, where they're not going to be required to be vaccinated. That's going to be interesting. I think at some point it's going to be impossible to get a job without proving vaccination. Um, yeah, for the safety of of all, uh, I think it's very important. You know, we're still seeing right now uh, even situations where conventions that, that had been planned for, for this month and next month um, are being looked at and canceled. Unfortunately, sacred space between the worlds has had to move uh, their convention to next April because they just were not willing to... Uh, at this point, and who could blame them, uh, they could not in good conscience move forward. Now we're still waiting for everything else that's after that, stuff that, you know, a few months down the road might be fine, but things that are scheduled for right now uh, in winter or, you know, just the beginning of winter, and it's only going to get colder. And, you know, you can't blame people for being a bit nervous when they hear someone cough or sniffle. You know, because even the breakthrough cases are coming through like a common cold, and it's really difficult to know the difference, and nobody wants to be in a situation where, you know, are we just creating a super spreader event either because it's cold out and people, you know, I naturally sniffle when I'm too cold. Uh, It's not because I'm sick. It's because my body is just reacting to, like, I work in an office that's like a frigging meat locker. It's always cold. I'm always freezing in there. But when I get my car, I'm fine. I've got the heat on. It's wonderful. I'm great. You know, but people don't know that. So I I can't blame the folks who who cast a a wondering eye at 
stuff going on early this year. I certainly can't blame them. Um, but when, when do you think comes the point where we learn to live with it, or are we? is this the version of living with it that we're doing, do you think? Well, okay, so here's some alarm. Here, here let me add some more good news to the pile. Um, oh, shit. Uh, it's fine. Okay, so uh, COVID-19 has been found in the deer population, okay? So... That pretty much okay. That pretty much means that it's now endemic, um, you know, and they're going to be testing other animals to see um, how how much of the spread there is. But I mean, I think yeah. we are we are until we can figure out a way to um, for people to not die yeah. from COVID nineteen. Um, you know, we're going to continue to see the kind of restrictions that we've been seeing. Um, I mean, we're definitely in that place where we, you know, I mean, this has just become routine. You know, I'm not going anywhere without a uh, without a mask on. I'm just not. Um, um, but I think that, uh, you know, I think by the time we get to spring, we, we should see some improvement in um, – yeah. Well, I think we'll see a lot of improvement in the in the number of cases uh and the you know in the i mean we're already seeing far less deaths than what we saw before i but I think a lot of people are not being as careful because they're just friggin' tired yeah. they're tired of of not doing things and they're like, i'm gonna do this, I don't care if it kills me um which I don't think they really mean that because once they get sick, then they're like, "Oh fuck." Um, you know, and I'm talking about people who are vaccinated, who are being, who have been careful, but, you know, um, even if, you know, you may not die, but I know people who, you know, my, my mother-in-law was fully vaccinated and awaiting her booster when she caught COVID. She's 92 and she was sick for probably about six weeks, um, you know, uh, it, it was almost three months before she recovered the majority of her strength. So wow. for somebody who has any kind of, you know, immunodeficiency or in any way their immune system is compromised, I mean, this is no joke. Um, you know, it can still mm-hmm. kill you. Um, you know, yeah. uh, my mother-in-law said that, if, uh, that it was worse than the worst flu she'd ever had. And that was fully vaccinated. So, uh, so it's no, it's no joke. But to answer your question, when are we going to get to a place where, you know, I mean, I mean, I think we're already kind of to that, to the place where we all know what we need to do. Uh, what needs to happen yeah. is we just need to see a, a drop in, in a serious drop in cases, and the only way we get there is, is through, through vaccination. And you know. Hopefully people will, um, you know, one of the reasons that they don't think that the Omicron variant has been as severe in places like South Africa is because some, because yeah. so few people were vaccinated um, <clears throat> but had had some, some, some variant that they think that might have contributed to there not being as many severe cases. So there are some indications that having having been infected, 
lessens the severity as well. I mean, how viruses mutate, um, you know, there are a couple of different different theories on that. Uh, I don't feel like we really have time to get into get into all of that, nor am I really qualified right. to uh, to be spouting off about that. But the long and the short of it is is that this is going to be with us probably forever now, um, you know, and and even if it's not. That just means we're waiting on whatever the next horror to come out of, you know, out of wherever. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as the planet warms, as, you know, as the climate shifts, we're going to see other other issues, um, yep. you know, uh, whether or not it's a virus or, you know, having to run for higher ground or whatever, uh, you know the severity of storms. I mean, there, you know, we are living in some pretty perilous times. Uh, yes, we. I mean, that, that's just the reality of where we are. But that doesn't mean that we throw our hands up in the air and we quit. You know, we we right. we keep going. You know, I'm I'm going to vote in every goddamn election that I can. I'm going to encourage all my friends to. Uh, anybody who's not vaccinated. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to you know try to get them to get vaccinated. Anybody that's not boosted, yep. I'm gonna you know all of those things you know because I think that is really the only way forward. And um, yep. you know it won't be the first time that we faced horrible horrible shit in this country or in the world, and yet we're we're still here. You know, uh, humans are probably the, one of the most adaptable species on on the planet, and we might ought to start acting like it. And that's, and that's all I have to say about that. Wow. Well, with less than, wow, with half a minute to 45 seconds to go, um, do you have anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that covers it. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, I just want to remind folks to please support the Wild Hunt while it is free. Uh, we certainly appreciate any financial support you can give to it. They're, those are real reporters doing the real hard work and getting the real news out to us. So if you can support, please do. Um, and we will see you next month for the next edition of the 415. I hope you all have a safe and wonderful week and month, and we will see you very soon. Yeah, and happy 2022. Happy 2022. All right. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.